Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here at Cranberry.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, and we got an exciting show to, for you today. Some form of, of listing, if you work on it now, and I think local search is a place where um, smaller retailers and maybe people who are sort of like have a combination e-tail slash retail setup might be able to, you know, eke a little bit, a few more sales out. And uh, this is uh, the article that was in um, Search Engine Land today, uh, written by Julian Connors. Consumer citations, the future of local search. What do you say we start there? That sounds like a great place to start and, uh, and a good article. Okay, um, okay just to, to uh, uh, explain what citations are... Um, it used to be that uh, search engines, especially in local search, were looking for proximity to the search user, and uh, they were looking for uh, you know topical relevance to what they what the searcher was looking for. And Google and RankBrain have that down pretty tight now. They know that I live in a certain part of Toronto, and though I'm not allowed to anymore, when I did look for pizza online. Um, that I would want a pizza parlor near my near my place of residence. Right. But again, Google knows all that about me. Not a big deal anymore. What is it that prompts Google to give a strong local recommendation? Citations is apparently where it's at now. So this is like reviews, um, online customer published content about your good service or shop. And I think, Dave, in the, in the near future, you're going to see local businesses um, feeling they're living or dying by these reviews, eh? You are. And, I mean, we saw, and I, I'm sure you remember, we talked about it on our show. Uh, it was, you know, it gets gray in exactly when it was. But I'm just going to go general and go, hey, a couple months ago. Um, when we started seeing in the knowledge graph on the right, you know, for, for your company name or whatever, them pulling in, uh, you know, showing a variety of different review sources, right? Like going, hey, they've got, you know, 4.5 out of 5 on Facebook. They've got, you know, and, and pulling in. And it was interesting where they were pulling different things for different niches. Uh, but it's really, really clear that, yeah, this is absolutely critical. Now, the caveat to that, as, as you know, and we've all seen this before, is there's actually laws around the black hat stuff you can do in this area, um, and Google's really good at it. So you actually just have to figure out where the reviews for your niche matter and then make sure you're there, right? So And, and, and that is, is going to be difficult. And make sure that you're getting those reviews and, and, and finding ways to get your customers to, to, to place those reviews. It's going to be a really, really interesting and, and super important um, to me anyway, sort of subset of SEO again. I mean, it's, it's already one. How do you get um, reviews of, of your business and, and positive reviews and engage your clients? I mean, we all know that, but I think this article is spot on. This is, is not just relevant now, but it's the future. Um, and it's going to become increasingly important. Yeah, now, it's, uh, when we talk about reviews, we've got to remember this, this is a double-edged sword. Um, this is a bit of a double-edged sword in that negative reviews can impact a business quite badly. Um, and all it takes is one, it takes one pissed off customer to give a terrible review and your, uh, your four, 
4.5 stars goes down to, say, 3.5. Right. And I don't know about you, but this is, this, 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 this is, this is really funny because I, I, I'm on search all the time. And uh, I'm affected by customer reviews. I will likely go to a and trust a business that has stronger reviews and then then has one that has crappy reviews, even mm-hmm. though I know full well that there's a lot of negative SEO happening out there around reviews. Right. Right. Um, well, it, it it is. You're right. I mean, and it's it's it, it's the catch twenty two. But you've probably gotten pretty good at spotting them. Like I have. I mean, you know, we. we can more quickly recognize where it isn't relevant to what my needs are, right? It's some past employee who's, who's ranting about this. I've got a client who's dealing with that right now. And it's like, that's actually not relevant to whether they're providing a good product to you. <laughs> like whether, whether what you're going to get is what you want. But. No, in fact, on one of the, one of the teams I work with, I've got two people whose job it is every couple of hours, you've got to go check Yelp. You've got to go check, uh, the knowledge graph at Google, you got to go check Google plus and I need to know if any negative reviews have come up. Right. Yeah, it is very relevant. Obviously. And and, and that's how, but uh, I'm, I'm actually experiencing this problem with what I is kind of like a flame war (laughs) where somebody who's disgruntled with, with one of my clients is flaming them in the reviews. They're doing this on purpose. Right. And that has, that has had an effect on the visible search results using schema you can get the uh you can have the number of stars the number of uh uh, positive or negative reviews from uh your google local listing appear in search results which you know which is wonderful that differentiates you from from all the other competitors right it looks great on the search engine result page it looks even better when you have at least four or more out of five stars but it starts looking pretty crappy when you only got three or three or five stars right so it's a double-edged sword completely completely important to getting those local rankings which you need right now but um, I think it also sort of becomes a uh, tail wagging the dog experience where, again, on, on one, of the, one of the teams I'm working with, I have two of their staff members constantly checking for negative reviews. Right. And it, so, makes, it makes sense to do. But, I mean, there, there can be positive ways of doing it. And I'll go, you know, in, in addressing negative, and I, I, I'll speak from experience here, um, I had purchased a set of Bluetooth headphones off Amazon. They got shipped to me. They lasted about two months, and then they broke. Um, like, they just, just absolutely stopped working. And I kept them in their case. I kept them, you know, I only put them on when I was running. So I, the, the company gave me an, an exchange on them, you know, per that was under their warranty. They sent me one. The next set died. Um, like, the, the, the battery wouldn't charge, like, two, three days after use. The, the battery just wouldn't charge at all. So I was done. I, I shipped this thing back for a refund through Amazon. I, I posted my review basically going, they worked great when they worked, but then they died. You know, here's my two experiences, gave them one star. Anyway, I got an email. They tracked me down. I got an email from the company basically going, we have a new version of this. We want you to try this thing out. Um, we're just going to send it to you absolutely free. And, and here, and, and it would be great if you could review it if this thing works. So I got them uh, about a month ago, and they're like, do you mind updating your review? Do you like them? And I'm like, I'm going to wait and make sure this battery's working. Uh, but <laughs> fortunately for them, they were dealing with a marketer. I'm like, but I will get this to you. I will get the review in by Black Friday if it's still working. <laughs> if it's working as promised, I'll, I'll get that in for you by Black Friday. Uh, it was. They're great headphones, and they turned a one-star to a five-star. And it probably cost them, like, what's the manufacturing cost of a, of a set of Bluetooth headphones, right? It probably cost them, like, $5 to turn a one-star into a, a five-star review because the new ones are actually far superior to the old ones. <laughs> so, oh, uh, you know, it's great. Um, so there are ways to do that. And, you know, whether you're a restaurant, whether you're whatever your product is, there are ways of turning that as long as you're not just dealing with a jerk. But if you're actually dealing with a problem scenario, there are ways of turning those things around. And that's going to be increasingly important to start thinking outside the box and going, what do we have to do here? And what's it going to cost me to turn that into, you know, a one into a five? In their case, it costs them like five bucks plus shipping. 
right? And that turned a one to a five. And that well worth every penny on their end, I'm sure. And I would buy their product again when this one does die, as long as it's, you know, a year from now or two. Well, I, uh, again, I'm, I, I, I'm not sure what to say about that, except how many customers do they have to, to, do they have to appease like that? It costs them five bucks for you. But if yeah. there was like 500 customers with, with a similar problem, there's $2,500, which, again, is kind of inexpensive advertising. And they've made a bunch of people happy. Um, I just worry about the consumer, uh, not, not, not the normal consumer, but as you talked about, the jerk consumer jerking around uh, my client or yeah. businesses, I should say. Primarily, I don't care if they jerk around other people, but my clients don't jerk them around. <laughs> um, anyway, citations is is going to be quite important in the near future, especially when uh, we see consumers reacting to those uh, those reviews and and, and uh, the, the the ratings that that that, that come with such things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And again, Google's going to be reacting to them too. As Moving along. Where do you want to go, Dave? Um, let's go to. I'm just going through my tabs. Let's close the one we just chatted about there. Um, I don't know. We could chat fake news. We can uh, cite map files. Okay, one that I'm interested in here, um, just so people know, it was a it was a fix in the system of a of a handy little feature comes to us from. Need to mention his name, Barry over at Search Engine Roundtable. Um, search. <laughs> search console um the update indicator you know we've all seen them well anybody's been in search console and you look in a variety of the timelines and it'll have like a little line uh, i've seen it often in my you know sort of um page numbers and things like that right you'll see a line with just the word update um yeah. that update button wasn't working <laughs> you actually had to go into the code to like dig it out and, and find out with you, which I also have Barry to thank for knowing that little workaround. Um, he actually had to go into the code and find it. It just, it was a glitch in the system. It wasn't working. Um, now it is. They fixed the bug. So for our listeners who've never used that, do. Um, so when you're in there, it'll tend to be at times when you'll see, you know, whatever your, your index pages drop or something out of the blue. And then there'll be this line that says update. If you click it, it will take you onto Google to what was going on, what was being updated, if it is an update. So if you don't see an update line and the update link, that means this is something related to your site. If you see that line and you see the word update and you can click that update, click it and it'll take you to what was going on at Google. For example, did they just refresh their index? Did they experience a bug in their, uh, in their systems? And it just it just lets users know a little bit more about what was going on at Google at that time to know, is this really your site or is this them? So um, very, very interesting little thing. And they fixed that bug to make it easy to figure out what's going on. And, uh, you know, good for them because that uh, was pretty necessary. Now, they, now they just have to get rid of the little popover that I think Gary Eyes put in there that reads, it's your fault. It's all your fault. <laughs> I'm going to work on that. <laughs> um, and did you know it turns out we're weasels? I didn't know. Oh man, I've known that for a dude. I've been doing this for twenty years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pantless weasels, from what I've read. Pantless weasels. If you ask, uh, if you ask Scott Adams. Um, sorry, that's founder Dilbert for our listeners who who don't know who Scott Adams is. Um, but yeah, as as it turns out, and this is a game from uh, from over at the SE Roundtable. Um, if you go into Google talks type in search engine optimization and click the explore feature apparently we're related to weasels uh, the word weasels uh, it, it is tested it, that is that is indeed it i can only imagine that it's due to the web showing these two things in connection with each other maybe because of scott adams maybe because people are just referring to black hats or whatnot but um yeah it's just a, a humorous little thing i'm sure it'll be fixed pretty soon but uh or, or not um, but anyway, actually, I think, you know, I, I think it is an interesting thing that's indicative of how, you know, Google does make relations between uh, between different concepts. Search engine optimization and pantless weasel have been used in the same sentence since that cartoon was first published, what, four or five years ago. Yeah. And uh, if I remember correctly, it was the intern, Asok, who was... Um, getting into search engine optimization and the guy he hired happened to be a pantless weasel. That's right. Um, 
because that cartoon got published and the phrase got popularized with SEO, I think Google has made a natural and, you know, in this case, somewhat mistaken, but natural relation between the two because it's found the two in the same sentence over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, no, that, that'll be right. It, uh, it might be actually that that leads to a couple of interesting experiments that might be, you know, worth pulling off. Um, uh, you know, like uh, Google Engineer having that relate to something like, I don't know, um, uh, 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 Giraffe Goof or something like that. <laughs> Just for a test. You know what, that'll be something that's right up. Uh, we need to get Rand involved because that's right up his alley of stuff to do at like MozCon or something. He does it every year, right? Goes, okay, now we're going to try this and gets like 2,000 people simultaneously doing an action just to see what happens. Um, that's and power, isn't it? It's funny, actually. We actually, it was a couple years ago, actually brought down a site that he liked. Like, just by, it wasn't built to have 2,000 people all of a sudden simultaneously going to it. And <laughs> knocked, <laughs> knocked out their site. But uh, anyway, um, I don't know. Do we have time for another story, or, or do we have to go to commercial break so that we can bring, uh, bring Jim and Ann on? There's no. one more I want to touch really quickly, and then we got got to get the commercial break because I really want to get Jim and Ann on. But um, this was actually a couple of days ago, November 28th, also from uh, Search Engine Roundtable by Barry Schwartz. Google changed Google Search Console has changed submit to index to request indexing. Hmm. So you know when you're um, you're you're in Search Console, you got a page that you've been working on. Um, it, 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 it's it's a newer page. You want to get it into the index. You used to be able to actually submit a page to uh, to Google's index. Yep. And it would go render the render the page, tell you that the page had been rendered. It could tell you it'd been rendered in desktop. It tell you it'd been rendered in uh, in mobile. Doesn't work that way anymore. Now you're requesting the uh, the index. You know, it's funny, I actually, I hadn't read the story and then went in earlier today, had a new blog post and it updated the canonical on another one and went in to do it. And I'm like, well, okay, that's new. <laughs> Saw the same thing. I'm like, did not know. Still seemed to work the same. I, uh, I submitted the new blog post that, that we had done um, and then immediately checked and within a minute it was indexed. So they were treating it the same, but I think they're going with a request and, and, semantically speaking, probably a, we've seen you do this before and we don't trust you, right? Like if you're, if you're a low priority site um, and they've got other sites in front of you, they, that does give them a little more wiggle room. Well, you know, you're probably right, Dave. I thought they were just being passive aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On that, it's about 20 minutes past the hour here on WebCology on cranberry.fm. And we have waiting in the wings. We got Jim Boykin and Ann Smarty from the uh, Internet Marketing Ninjas. So before we can get them on, we got to take a break here on Webcology. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Edge of Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Web- you are listening to Webcology on the first of December, twenty sixteen, and we're back with uh, Jim Boykin and Ann Smarty after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E-Digital.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. 
Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrands with a Z for eBrands. Do you have cold, hard cash burning a hole in your pocket? Let Cranberry Radio lighten your load. Just hand us that burdensome dinero, and we'll get you set up with your very own radio show. We produce, edit, and amplify the show. All you have to do is show up. It's time for you to make an impact. We're glad to help. Just hand over the cash. Space is limited. So contact us now at sales at cranberry.fm. Where affiliate marketing gets its buzz and mobile has its presence. Cranberry Radio, online anytime at cranberry.fm. Takes you to the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Web Culture here on Cranberry.fm. It's the first of December 2016, and uh, Dave and I are are so happy to welcome to this show. Welcome back, Ann Smarty. Welcome back, Jim Boykin from the Internet Marketing Ninjas. We are going to be talking about links, and we're going to be talking about 2017. But first, Ann and Jim, welcome here. Hey, 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 rock and roll. Hey, lucky to be here. You, you are two of my favorite people in the industry. I've been excited to get this show underway for uh, for for a couple of weeks now. Um, and... Uh, we yeah, love so you guys too. let's just, we got so much to cover, and unfortunately, so little time to cover it in. Let's just dive right in. Let's do Jim, it. Jim, the first question is going to have to go to you. You have been the wizard of links for as long as I've known you. Um, I, 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 I don't even remember when we last spoke. I think it was in this hotel room like two years ago um, with an apple core in our hands. <laughs> <laughs> um. What has changed in the world of link acquisition, link building, and, you know, getting amazing rankings through link acquisition, link building since we last spoke? Well, what's changed? Well, there's there's been the Penguin update, and the Penguin update, of course, has to do with uh, with backlinks. So if you're – if you get – backlinks that are uh, poor in the eyes of Google, uh, if you did some automated link building or you bought some shady links uh, or you did anything that kind of fits patterns with Google, then Google will penalize you for those bad backlinks. So, you know, backlinks being if if you're concerned about ranking in Google and how much traffic you get from Google and, you know, looking to get more exposure in Google, then links are by far the key. Um, it's the biggest part of the algorithm for how Google ranks websites. So you need other highly trusted sites to link to your site. And Google now, you know, they, they had um, several different uh releases of the penguin update which often a lot of people would get penalized on those days um their latest update which was you know a month or two ago it was fairly recently uh changed how google uh penalizes sites for bad links where it used to be if you had uh, bad backlinks to your site they would penalize your entire website and what they're doing now with backlinks is if you have bad backlinks, they'll penalize either uh, a specific phrase or a specific page. Um, so I guess, you know, what has happened with Google? They've gotten a lot better at identifying uh, link networks, private blog networks, um, a lot of things that are artificial. And so, you know, there's still a lot of people that they're afraid to do anything to proactively get links to their website for fear of doing something that could get them in trouble, which 
oftentimes when people are trying to be proactive with link building, they are doing things that could get them in trouble. Um, but I guess what's changed is Google's continuing to get smarter with realizing what is a real vote for your site? What is a real link? What is a real citation uh, versus something that is automated or artificial or paid or otherwise something that violates Google's uh, uh, guidelines? So I guess, you know, it's Part of it is Google is getting smarter with analyzing backlinks. So what has changed in link building is, you know, how do I say you, you know, unless you have a site to throw away or a site that you're willing to risk a penalty, um, you know, you don't want to do anything that could get your site in trouble. And so, you know, you need to be doing things to get those real citations, things that aren't in a sense tricky, which, you know, goes to, uh, creating linkable assets on your website, like creating things that are worthy of someone else mentioning, you know, whether it be uh, yeah. really informative blog posts or other type of educational articles, but creating great content and getting natural links from real places that are, uh, that are trusted. Well, let's, let's just back us up for a second. Um, if I remember correctly, when Penguin was first introduced, Bad links get an entire domain squashed, and we saw we saw a lot of businesses, uh, small businesses, who had somehow fallen into a bad link trap by uh, their own behavior or by mistake or whatever. Now, as I understand it, um, Google's being very selective where they're applying that, for want of a better word, penalty. Instead of going for an entire domain, they'll just take a specific URL, like a specific page, or they'll they'll ignore those links entirely. Is that correct? Uh, pretty much, yes. You know, it's it's interesting when, uh, you know, prior to this last update that Google had where they rolled in um, the Penguin update into their core algorithm. But prior, prior to that update, uh, disavow files were very popular where you would look through all your backlinks and you'd separate them into two lists. These are good and real and natural backlinks and these are artificial backlinks and uh, you would submit the artificial or non-real backlinks to Google and tell Google, hey, don't count these. Um, and now what Google is saying is not all sites necessarily need to do that. The Google quote-unquote, um, is smart enough to figure out what's a good or a bad link. And instead of penalizing the whole site, if they, uh, you know, see that you're bringing in a whole bunch of targeted text with one exact phrase uh, from shady websites, they may just penalize you for that phrase or they may just penalize for, uh, for that page, which is different than how they were doing it because, you know, prior to this recent update, um, if you had bad backlinks going into your site with one particular phrase going into one particular page, they would hammer your entire site. Your entire site would not rank for anything. So I'm going to fire a question at Anne here just because we, we, we're, we're talking links. So I want to talk a little bit about content. And, of course, the, I mean, these things, these things blend um, you know, to, together. And, Anne, I know a lot of your startups had to do with, with content and, and as they tied a link. So, so let's go that route. I'm looking ahead to 2017. You can't just go with a, a build it and they will come. And, and the level of content on the web is, is, is increasing as we're all fighting over these links that we want to get and the social signals and just producing you know, good content for our visitors. What do we do? We're looking ahead to 2017. How do we try and figure out what to do in, in the area of the content we should be adding? And, and Jim mentioned that's what we need is good, high-quality content. How do we figure out what, what to do with that? Well, the first thing is to actually have the strategy. There are too many businesses who create content that create content just because their competitors do. They have no idea what they are doing, why they are doing, what they are doing for. So, uh, what I'm uh, the uh, the focus is on in-depth content, really, really in-depth. Like you, you cannot now create 300 word article and expect to, to, to rank with it or have any backlinks to it or anything like that. You should be creating I'm really the content that tackles different angles of the on the concept and maybe have a separate section with all the tutorials and stuff like that. I've read the cool case study by SEO by the sea maybe a few months ago. 
and he was talking and Bill was talking about how he changed his optimized SEO optimized article to something in depth uh, talking about the history of the concept the popular people the places and all that on one page and how it suddenly started ranking and attracting links because if if the page ranks it will attract links too so it's kind of virtual circle um, another thing is to breed in-house experts so that there are no names that could attract links just because they wrote something. Whenever, whenever someone you know in the industry writes something, there will always be backlinks from roundups, from interviews, from things that uh, create regular and popular content. I guess those are two really, really important things to do right now. Create experts in-house and create really, really in-depth content. Okay. Um, and if I could just clarify what you were saying, um, you, you mentioned Bill Slosky, SEO by the Sea, writes an article. Now, if, if, if Bill writes an article, I'm linking to it because Bill's a genius. Yes. Are you <laughs> suggesting you should have someone like Bill on staff, a known name, somebody who's got a reputation who is going to attract those links because of his or her name? Both. I would say it's both. So you do have an expert, maybe not just as huge as Bill, because that's not possible. Uh, but a, a well-recognized yeah, <laughs> well expert that would create content for your site and uh, have that name linked to your site. Yeah, you see, yes. there's there's too many sites that they have a blog that they put on their site because someone told them long ago, hey, you need to always be producing fresh content. And so they're like, all right, a blog and, and you know, someone's blogging two or three times a week. It's, there's no engagement on it. There's no Name. citations or links. And, you know, when we talk about authorship, you know, if Google sees that, hey, there's a writer for your website and this writer, you know, this past year has produced, you know, 300 articles and those 300 articles hardly got any signals to them, no links, no social signals, um, uh, possibly comments, then Google in a sense is going to be like, well, they have a writer for their site, but their writer writes lots of stuff. And hardly any of it gets any signals to it. So most of what they write is crap in the eyes of Google. And, you know, most people have authors on their sites or blogs where they're just, it's not getting any traction. And those authors probably have very small scores. I mean, an author score to Google has to do with how many documents has that person authored across the web? How many other sites have cited that person's content? How trusted are the sites that are citing that content? And are there other known authors to Google that are citing this person's content? And how trusted are those people? And so, you know, you, you just don't want to be writing for the sake of writing. You want to be writing stuff which is going to be engaging and that people are going to link to. Um, and like Ann said, it's not a 300-word story either. And a lot of people, they get authorship wrong. They don't understand it nor the value of it. And that's part of the future of links also has to do with uh, authors and Google not just mapping uh, links, but mapping the index of people and how people are connected and how authors are connected. And, you know, another big part that I should throw in about the future is uh, – uh, clicks, how people click is a big part of the, the Google's algorithm. A lot of rank brain, in a sense, has to do with clicks. Um, people clicking on search results, what are people doing on pages? Uh, the user experience is, is really big. So, you know, in order to get ranked, you need great links and great content. And in order to stay ranked, you need to have a really good user experience. I imagine you must have you must have clients like like the scenario I'm about to outline. You got a uh, great writer; they know their stuff, but they just can't seem to get noticed. Um, they're in you know maybe some industry that you know, just not a heck of a lot of uh, of outside interest. What would you recommend? You know, you got they're a good business, and again, this is a great writer, but no one's noticing. What should they do? Well, they have to be proactive in trying to get mentioned. And let me turn it over to Anne on ways to be proactive. Well, the first step is social media, of course. That's that's the easiest way and something that 
uh, doesn't require or require huge budgets or anything. You just become active on social media like Twitch chats or Facebook groups and uh, all those things that people communicate with each other. Those two are really powerful. Just just find relative Twitch chats and start participating or find uh, niche influencers and start talking to them, answering their questions, participating in what they are doing, and you'll be noticing in a few months. Yeah, you know what? Not I'm, just, I mean, I don't mean building huge expertise, but getting noticed is not that difficult even now with, with all the bars going around. It's still, when you when you put in effort, you will you will do that. Or local events is also a good way to to get noticed and have your name there out there too in the announcement and and things like that. No, the local events. Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of people that think if we create it, if we write it, they will come. And it's it's not always that case. You know, if you're a, a Bill Slosky or something, yes, that's the case. But if you're not that super well-known person or you're trying to become that super well-known person, then, you know, there's it, d depending on what you're trying to promote or get mentioned or get linked, the, the tactics could vary as well. If I'm, you know, I don't know, if I'm uh, working for a site that sells swimming pools and swimming pool supplies – then I have to think of, all right, what are the things that I can write that are going to be worthy of other people mentioning? And one of the things that I could write is maybe uh, some kind of guide to child safety around swimming pools. Um, and if I write a great guide and cite great things and have great tips, then what I might do is I might do some research to be like, what are other sites on the web that are linking to this type of trusted content, you know, and I might even look at schools and teachers and orgs and uh, K-12s and like do some research for, well, you know, what are other pages on the internet uh, that are linking to this type of content? Can I write to them and say, hey, you know, uh, I've got a little kid and uh, was researching pool safety. You've got a great page that references some good stuff. Hey, I found this other really cool page about pool safety. I think you should add it to your page to help out your users as well. So sometimes it's not as much, how do I say, you can get a lot further with uh, creating content or other things if you specifically go out and promote it. You know, and if you say wrote that page about pool safety, um, you know, and if you got a couple of other websites to link to that article, that article is now going to rank higher. You can pick up some natural links over the time. And if you're getting trusted links to that article, that in a, that in turn is going to help you your site to be more trusted than your competitors in the eyes of google and thus you're going to start uh, ranking higher from more phrases as well because your site's going to be more trusted i mean that's the big thing with google is your site needs to be more trusted than the competitors in the eyes of google and one of the biggest things that google looks at is your backlinks and so you know you can't be like hey i'm a i'm a pool supply company and you know there's nothing that i can write you know it's like you have to open up the box a little bit and be like all right you know we're or stretch the box and think outside the box and be like all right what are some related things that we can write about and then not only write about them but at first you might have to reach out to other people i mean we also we reach out to uh different reporters and uh influencers and other people that are talking about these topics and not only do we create content or an infographic or a quiz or something we then uh, go out and promote it to those people that are likely to share it yeah and you can ask for quotes and then as those when publishing those quotes we can we can reach out back to those people and say hey we've featured you why don't you share it and that usually results in many natural backlinks because people share their content and their influencers so people follow them and they reference that in their articles too yeah it's it's often not enough just to create the great content you can get a lot further a lot faster by promoting it okay um I know Dave is itching to get a question in, but Dave, I'm sorry. Tyranny of time, we've got to take a break here on Webcology on Cranberry.fm, but we are going to be back in a few moments with Jim Boykin and Ann Smitty from Internet Marketing Ninjas. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedder from Digital Media. You are listening to Webcology on Cranberry.fm for September 2016. We're back after these messages. Don't move. 
Psychology. We'll be back after this short break. Look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Do you have cold, hard cash burning a hole in your pocket? Let Cranberry Radio lighten your load. Just hand us that burdensome dinero, and we'll get you set up with your very own radio show. We produce, edit, and amplify the show. All you have to do is show up. It's time for you to make an impact. We're glad to help. Just hand over the cash. Space is limited. So contact us now at sales at cranberry.fm. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMMetraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Pick out some new favorite podcasts now at Cranberry.fm. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. More refreshing talk radio on air and on demand 24-7. Only on Cranberry Radio. Webcology takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on Cranberry.fm. It's the first uh, of December, twenty sixteen, and we're joined by Jim Boykin and Anthony from the Internet Marketing Ninjas. And Dave, I could hear you across the continent wanting to get a question. <laughs> so, bro, go please go for it. Yeah, you know, you know what? It was great because I had a question in mind, and then Anne, you started to touch on it, and I was like, okay, that's a great segue. And then we had to go to commercial break. Um, so we were talking about getting quotes and, and sort of how do you get in when you're maybe not a notable name. And, and we're just going to keep using Bill Slosky on the show, I guess, as the example of that. Um, so, I mean, as far as that, I mean, we've, we've all been there, right? We've all started our careers, um, you know, and, and, and not been a name that anybody would, would know anything of and, and couldn't do those pitches or, or make requests. So. What do you do? I mean, quotes are a great one. Um, what do you think of things like interviews? And are there other ways you can sort of get in and sort of piggyback off of bigger names, um, trying to make that initial sort of splash in the in the pond to get noticed? So the 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 actual first thing to do is to identify those influencers and join their communities. That's probably first thing I would start doing because. That's that's how you get noticed by them. Right? You don't just reach out to them from nowhere. I'm sure they have lots of lots of pitches like that, asking you to contribute or anything. So 
they would reply to you and they would be willing to help you if they know you. So just start participating and start when I was starting the B community was the biggest community was Moss. That's where I started. So I just started commenting and writing articles and sharing and boom, two months and everyone knew me and I could reach out to anyone asking to for, for quotes, for links, uh, for mentions, for anything that, that I would I was willing to do and I started wrote articles and got references from those people I knew from that community so just start being part of the niche community and I know it would be difficult in many industries like Jim mentioned the pools uh, niche swimming pools yeah it's a tough one so I'm pretty sure you can start by joining parenting and safety and yeah I mean I remember even we did um and you remember that time we did a, one of the months we did, we identified influencers for a bunch of the clients and we went into one of their top influencers for each client and we, uh, there was like one of the guys, Robert, Robert Hirsch, or the guy from Shark Tank, Robert, um, he was one of the influencers for one of our guys and I think another one was Martha Stewart for another one of our clients and we took a quote from each one of those. We did like a really nice quote, put it on a picture with a nice background and had like, you know, a quote from that person, tweeted it out, um, tagged that person. Um, both those people mentioned it as well on their Twitter accounts. Um, uh, you know, that's some of the things to kind of get their attention, some happy birthdays and cards and yeah, the other, other ways is there's another way as well to get some, so it really, you're, you're, you you can't go wrong playing a celebrity's ego. I don't think so. No. <laughs> Beyond the Martha Stewarts and the the Robert Hershevics, what constitutes an influencer in an industry? Uh, people with following, and with not just following, but with real following. People there who have people who listen to them, interact with them. Uh, follow what they say and uh, retweet, reshare what they are saying. People uh, who have real sites with real activity on them, with real uh, in-depth discussions or sharing. Uh, it's not in, in many industries. It's not going to be much as stewards, much smaller people, much uh, uh, maybe with much smaller following audience, not from TV, but still people who can influence anyone, at least a little community would, would be a good choice. And, and some of the metrics that you can look at as well are, for example, like clout scores um, to see how much of an influencer that someone is. So if you've made a list of all the top names within your industry, um, you can look at the clout score or even search clout as well uh, for different types of phrases or industries. Or just you know, Google. Sorry, Anne. Yeah, I was. What I was doing is just googling those names, and you will see so much. Like some people have books at Amazon, some are influencers on some niche forums. Uh, some would have uh, some small events or uh, conferences on their own, hosting like some monthly or yearly events with people coming to them and speaking there and stuff. So all kinds of uh, signals of uh, influence they are all different in different industries but just google those names and you will see how active they are in the industry what they are doing what they are authoring and google is using all of that too and i remember uh some of their guidelines the google readers guidelines also mentioned that if you see an author on the page try googling it just search it on google and see on the spot what that person is up to Okay, time marches on for all of us, and I'm afraid time is marching on on the show. We have to start looking towards 2017, and uh, one of the things, uh, at least in my career in SEO, has always been uh, trying to predict where the ball is going to be six to 12 months from now. Um, one of the, Definitely one of the themes of this show is, you know, you want to know where Google wants you to be, look at what they're doing now. Jim and Ann, what do you see coming in the future in 2017? Jim? <laughs> you know, I, 
I think a lot about usability. You know, as far as what's going on in the future and what are tips that people could do to make their site more uh, friendly, specifically in the eyes of Google, um, and, you know, and how Google ranks things, you know, the, you know, beyond the content and links, how people use your site. You know, do you, are you just creating a, a simple resource or are you creating the ultimate resource for whatever page that you're creating? You know, uh, if you have the ultimate resource that answers everyone's questions that could possibly come to that page, um, that's going to win. I think that user behavior is getting more and more, I believe, put into the algorithm. Um, you know, if, if you algorithmically should rank, you know, number three for some phrase, but a lot of people that go to your page are just returning to Google and going to other people or, uh, you know, they're on your page for a bit and maybe even a couple pages, but they're still returning to Google. Um, it, those are just that those results are going to get pushed down the page. So I think usability and Google looking at how people are interacting with pages, um, you know, of course they have Chrome, which is about, you know, half, a little over half of all the browsers out there. So there's mm -hmm. a lot of data that they can pull from there. But I think usability and how people are using the site and just making sure that you have the, ultimate resource and it's not just about links and content i think the usability is playing a bigger and bigger role and uh you know uh, the things that people are doing when they reach your content and um talking about usability mobile experience i've oh, seen yeah. i've seen so many updates all the recent updates from google and big news are all about mobile experience like you don't you need to make sure your pages are very fast you need to make sure you don't you don't show any pop-ups or anything for mobile users. They are really, really taking care of their mobile experience and they're stressing it. I guess that's what the 2017 is all about. Uh, making sure that your site is really usable, really fast on mobile devices. You know, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with, uh, with, with, both, with all those statements and I'm afraid we're we're out of here. We're, we're, we're done in time here on, on the show today. 2016 was a momentous year. So much change happened. It was mind-blowing. I hope that 2017 is as exciting for, uh, for the Internet Marketing Ninjas. I know you guys had a great year last year. I hope you have a great year next year. And uh, Jim Boykin and Ann Smarty, thank you both for taking the time to join us on Webcology today. Rock on, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Folks, that was the legendary, both legendary, Jim Poikin and Ann Smarty from the Internet Marketing Ninjas. We're out of time here on Webcology this week. We're going to be back next week with a seriously fun show. Dave, who do we got coming on next week? Uh, next week, no, it is un, uh, unscheduled right now, uh, but I have a few leads. I'm not going to name names just in case, but it will be on the subject near and dear to us today. Uh, it'll be on uh, the importance of users um, and their role heading into 2017 and what we need to be doing to pay attention to the user metrics that we're sending to Google. Okay, next week, still to be announced, but we swear to goodness they're coming. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beans Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedgeman, Digital Always Media. Listen to Webcology on cranberry.fm on, uh, on or about the 1st of December 2016. Friends, stick around Cranberry. We got some great content coming up after the news. And Dave and I will talk to you next week. Be well. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited.